The best and worst of everything 2023 is hitting the internet right now. Top events, top artists, top songs, best of videos. I am a sucker, I gotta admit, for the best fails of the year. Ugh, so sad. Now, as you look back on 2023, what do you see? For Creation Today, this has been an amazing year. We worked with 298 different ministries, produced 52 different Creation Today shows, created and posted 5,519 reels on seven different social media platforms, and reached more than 75 million people with truth that transforms. I've been on 38 airplanes, traveled from east to west and around the world, spoken 138 times, been on nine college campuses, and witnessed that amazing miracle of God opening spiritual eyes over and over. This truly has been an amazing year. Today, I wanna take time to reflect on what God has done in 2023, but not just with creation today. We have ministry friends and partners all over the place. And I want you to be as encouraged as I have been to hear about what God has done in 2023. I'll also ask each one of my ministry friends to pray for God to work in and through all of our lives in 2024. Welcome to the Creation Today Show, where we bring together interviews with experts and solid Bible teaching. Your host, Eric Hovind, affirms the ultimate authority of God's Word, the truth of creation, and why it matters to you. Well, guys, uh, I, like many of you, am honored to have learned so much from the ministry of Answers in Genesis, as well as personally from its founder, Ken Ham. As the leading organization in creation apologetics, they have pioneered some really amazing accomplishments. And to tell you about that and to give us an update on their ministry is the founder of the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, Ken Ham. Ken, thanks so much for being with us today. Hey, thanks, Eric. It's uh, great to be with you and uh, love to talk about all these issues. I, I, am, I really am amazed at what God has used your organization to do. You probably don't have time to share all of your updates of what you guys said. You probably don't even know all of the updates uh, that, that happen around there. I don't know how you would keep track of it all, but can you can you share with us what God has been doing through Answers in Genesis in 2023? Well, in 2023, actually, this is our 30th anniversary year. And uh, so it was interesting to look back on all that God has done through the ministry of Answers in Genesis just recently, as we did uh, you know, a recap of the ministry. Uh, but, you know, consider the attractions, the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum. I mean, they're the two leading Christian-themed attractions in the world, and people come from all over America and around the world. We get about 1.5 million visits a year, and to see more and more people coming to those families that are saying, we don't want to go to Disney, we don't want to support Disney, and we want to bring our kids uh, to these themed attractions. And so we've been doing all sorts of things there. We've got a big conservatory that'll be opening at the Creation Museum in 2024, and that'll be raising the plants of the Bible, and we have a classroom there to teach biblical worldview. Uh, we also have uh, a welcome center and uh, a Jerusalem building to house one of the biggest indoor models of Jerusalem in the world, first century Jerusalem, 
uh, going up at the Ark Encounter and all sorts of other things that are happening there too, new exhibits that we're putting in, but uh, that's they're the attractions. But there's many other aspects to the ministry. I mean, many facets to the Answers in Genesis ministry, not just the attractions. And so when you look at some of the other things we're doing, for instance, our uh, streaming platform, Answers.tv, uh, we're now increasing that dramatically, and we've got about 6,000 programs on there. So I tell people, if you get Netflix or Disney+, Plus, you can repent right now and get <laughs> Answers TV. It, but it's sort of like the Christian uh, National Geographic channel. That's sort of what we want it to be. And so we are producing all sorts of wonderful apologetics programs for kids. We just put up a new program just uh, recently. Uh, we have our Answers magazine, which we just released a 32-page children's magazine to go with it or as a wow. separate subscription. And there's nothing else like it in the world. And we just released that as a separate subscription, and we've already got people flocking to get that uh, because people are worried about the coming generations. And that's one of the focuses that we've got right now as well. And I said to our board a couple of years ago, because we're losing the younger generations from the church, I mean, you consider that we're down to less than nine points, uh, uh, nine percent ge generation Z church attendance. Wow. We need to be focusing on uh, the younger generations. And, you know, we just appointed as part of the succession plan for this ministry because, you know, I'm getting older and I, I'm I'm only going to retire when God tells me to retire or like he did with Moses. He took Moses and that was the day he retired. So my philosophy of retirement is like Moses. Uh, but cool. we appointed Martin Isles, who's led an incredible Christian movement in Australia. Uh, so we appointed him just recently to be the executive CEO under me as founder CEO uh, with a view to him really leading this ministry into the future. And he's got a big emphasis in dealing with the, so, uh, the social, cultural, moral issues of the day. And of course, that meshes with the, you know, the scientific issues and so on. And so uh, he is coming out with a brand new book uh, early next year dealing with identity because that is really the issue in our culture today, that uh, people are worshipping identity. It's themselves. It's it's really them being their own God. It's actually Genesis 3, 3, 1 and Genesis 3, 5 being played out before our very eyes, that they reject the word of God and uh, their, their own God. And it's the God of identity, the God of self. And so he is dealing with that issue. And in fact, the emphasis he has been bringing is that we're living in a time when it's like the pagan uh, city of ba Babylon. And there's been many Babylons down through the ages. I mean, Scripture talks about you know different places being called Babylon because it represents a particular way of thinking, a particular worldview, a pagan worldview that's against God, everything against God. And he's em bringing an emphasis that we need to be raising up Daniels and Shadrachs and uh, Abednegoes and you know, Meshachs and so on people who are going to be prepared to have that courage and boldness to stand in Babylon because our culture is becoming more anti-God, more secular, more antagonistic to Christianity. And, you know, the younger generation uh, of Christians, uh, not that there's many of them there compared to everyone else, but nonetheless, uh, they're going to have to stand in a culture very different to the one I grew up in. I grew up in a much more, you know, Judeo-Christian ethic permeated a worldview culture, even even if it wasn't a pagan country of Australia. And of course, America is much more Christianized than Australia. But 
nonetheless, we've got to be focusing on these younger generations. So we also have our Answers Academy Christian School that we're looking at as a model school, a discipleship school, biblical worldview school, uh, as a model school for the future. So we want to do digital online platform that can be used by other schools. And it's a it's 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 a school that's very unique, very very different, and we're just moving into a, a a new facility, and we're also producing, as associated with that, a biblical worldview curriculum for Christian schools, because we haven't seen any biblical worldview curriculum out there at all that's suitable for a Christian school. And we we're going to release the first uh, grade levels, kindergarten one and two, uh, next year in 2024, and then. Uh, go on from there to produce this biblical worldview curriculum. And we're rewriting our Sunday school curriculum. It's very unique too. And we're going to be rewriting that and upgrading that. And we just released not that long ago a, a homeschool biblical worldview curriculum. We have a big emphasis on worldview and a big emphasis on apologetics. And, you know, a lot of Christians think they have a biblical worldview, but they don't. They just add God to their thinking or they add the Bible to their thinking. And we need true biblical worldview, which starts from the Bible and from Genesis 1 to 11 to build a whole way of thinking. And so, you know, we are, we're doing lots of other things too, different books that we're producing and books for kids. We actually started producing some books for kids dealing with uh, why did God make me a girl and why did God make me a boy? You know, responding to where the culture's at. Who would have thought we'd have to have books telling yeah. people, yes, there are boys and girls. Yes, there's only two genders. And and for young children, who would have thought we'd had to do that, Eric? But uh, we do. And so we look at where the culture's at. We respond to that and produce materials and resources to equip people. So, well, there's just a few things. I could tell you a lot more, but that, that's a little of what we're doing. You still track it all. That is amazing. You are you you got the details down. Um, I am I am amazed along with so many other people at how God has used Answers in Genesis to already influence so many hearts and minds. I think of I think of our new speaker of the house right now and his influence that he's had uh, that he is having and the influence that he's received specifically through organizations like yours. So I'm very very grateful for that. So and you notice something for- too when when you stand for, for for the Lord in this culture and you stand as a Christian, you're going to get attacked and. You can tell by all the horrible attacks that Mike Johnson is getting through the media. Yet when you listen to him, he's he's a great guy. He's a great spokesperson. He's a great leader. And his uh, colleagues all respect him. But you have a look at all the articles being written about him. They take them out of context and they accuse him of things that because they hate the fact that he's a Christian. And, you know, this culture never used to be like that, but now it is. You know, Christians used to have a favoured position in this culture, but now the opposite is true. Uh, Now, if you're a Christian, you are hated. And for a Christian to be in a prominent position in government, oh, I tell you, the secularists hate it. But you know what? God put him there, and God allowed it to happen. Uh, And people will see what a great spokesperson, what a great leader uh, that Mike Johnson uh, really is. And, you know, I noticed that, they were publishing articles that because he he actually led a lawsuit for us a number of years ago against the state of Kentucky of a tourism tax incentive. And I see a lot of headlines saying that he sued Kentucky to get them to pay the money to build the ark. And I mean, that that's a load of nonsense. I mean, the ark was totally privately funded. The the lawsuit had nothing to do with funds to build the ark. I mean, it, it, it's to do with the tourism tax, sales tax incentive rebate of money you generate yourself through your facility uh, for bringing a tourist facility to 
the state. So again, you know, as as part of what we do, we have to put up with all this negative media all the time and telling lies about us. But you know, that's the way it is. If you're not getting persecuted you, as a Christian, I think you have to ask yourself, what am I not doing right? Wow. Now that is a that is a big statement. You, since teaching me in college 25 years ago, Ken, have been beating the same drum. Biblical authority, biblical authority, biblical authority. And um, I, I'd love to get your outlook on, on how's that looking? Are we finding gen, the next generation at least standing more firm? Those that are standing, are they standing more firmly on it? And then I'd love you to just pray for us that God would, would literally allow a revival of biblical authority to spread across our land well you know one of the um one of the problems that we have today is um, in regard to leadership in christianity i mean if you look in australia there's very few pastors who are prepared to stand up against the culture and the same is happening over here we're seeing more and more of the christian leaders who bend uh to the cultural changes and so get soft on lgbt and so on uh, at the same time, I find that Generation Z in particular, much more than the millennials, I think are seeing the hopelessness and purposelessness of life and without God. And they're, they're hungry and they're open uh, to the truth and, and they want to hear the truth, you know. And so we have to be prepared to take it to them. And I, I don't think it's going to come from the leadership. I think it's got to come from the rank and file and people like you and me and others who are prepared to stand against the compromise uh, that we see and the leadership in our in our churches and in our Christian colleges, seminaries, and Bible colleges. So, you know what? Revolutions come from the people. Maybe I shouldn't use the word revolution these days, but uh, revolutions <laughs> come from the people. And that's one of the things we've been doing is bringing all these people and lots of families and lots of young people coming to the Ark and the Creation Museum, getting equipped, and we then they go back out as soldiers. And I think that's how it's going to happen. That is beautiful. Well, I would love for you to, to pray over... Uh, people watching this and to pray over our nation and, and really over the, the as people try to go to a world government when God instituted nations after the Tower of Babel. He saw the problems with that, that specifically we would get back to biblical authority. Uh, it's what you've been preaching for years. It's what your ministry is really all about. Um, and this really is where truth comes from. And so getting back to this standard, to this foundation, would you, would you pray over us for that? Sure. A gracious, loving, heavenly Father, we just come before you. And first of all, Lord, we acknowledge you as our creator, our savior. We thank you for what you have done for us. And thank you for providing us life and, and breath. And Lord, uh, for uh, all, all you've done for us day by day, we, we just want to acknowledge who you are. And just as Job did at the end of Job, when he came to that point of saying, I now recognize you for who you are. You know all things. We know nothing. And yet, Lord, you created us. And even though we're in rebellion against you because of our, our sin nature, and we, we sinned, we rebelled in, in Adam, we committed high treason against you by rebelling against you, yet you love us so much that you provide a way for us to come back to be with you through your son. And so first of all, give you thanks and praise. And Lord, our, our hearts are troubled. And, and uh, Lord, as we look out on, on this nation and the whole of the Western world and to see how much it has rebelled against you, we, we see Romans 1 really from big picture perspective being worked out in this culture as we've seen generations have been indoctrinated to rebel against you as our creator. And Lord, we our hearts are also 
are broken over the fact that so many of the leaders in our churches and Christian institutions have compromised your word with the pagan religion of the age and millions of years of evolution. That's part of the pagan religion of the age, the pagan religion of naturalism, to reject the Creator God. And Lord, we pray for these leaders that you would convict them, that you would bring them uh, to that point of where Job came to of falling down in dust and ashes before you and recognizing that you know everything and it's your word that's true and to stop exalting man's word over uh, your word and stop undermining the authority of your word. And Lord, we pray that you would open people's eyes to to really see the fact and open uh, people's eyes in our churches and, and these church leaders to understand that all these social issues we see, abortion and gender issues, LGBT, uh, pedophilia, even bestiality rearing its ugly head and nothing new under the sun. It's all there in the Old Testament too. But Lord, we pray that they would understand that these are not different problems. They're just symptoms of a problem. And the problem is they built their thinking on man's word, not God's word. And the solution has always been the same, the truth of your word and the saving gospel. And so, Lord, we pray that you would uh, raise up people uh, in the church who will stand on your word as they should, who will stand boldly and courageously and uncompromisingly so that they would uh, be able to proclaim the truth of your word in the gospel. We pray that you would help them to be equipped with answers to the skeptical questions and attacks of the day, uh, Lord, so that we would see uh, people one to you. And Lord, to recognize that government is not the answer and legislation is not the answer. That doesn't mean people can't get involved in government and be salt and light out there, but that's not the answer. We shouldn't put our trust in princes, help people understand we put our trust in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and in His Word. That's who we put our trust in, not our trust in man. And I think sometimes there's too many people who look to government for the answer and for the solutions. We help them to see that we need to look to you and to your Word. And Lord, I pray that there would be a great turning uh, to your word in the church. We've seen so much lukewarmness. It's it's really a lukewarm church in so many ways. We pray that you would uh, convict people to stand boldly on your word, have the courage to do that and to build their thinking on uh, your word and be able to go out and be uh, salt and light for you, to be witnesses for you. We pray for this nation, Lord, that you would bring people to their knees and Lord, in many ways, I, I, I believe this nation has been turned over to, to judgment because of incredible sin and uh, of, of child sacrifice, abortion, and we now see uh, the consequences of all that. And Lord, we pray that you would uh, raise up Daniels, raise up Shadrachs, Meshachs, Abednegoes to, to be the ones that, that would stand and people would see them and and listen to what they have to say, and most of all, to respond to your word and the saving gospel. And Lord, we commit this to you now. Pray for ministries like Answers in Genesis, for uh, Eric, for his ministry there as well. Thank you for him and for his staff and what they do. And Lord, uh, we I know you, you uh, look on it in, in a special way when we can work together as we're doing right now. Uh, for the kingdom and you've given us different ministries and different emphases and yet at the same time we're all working uh, for you and uh, Lord I believe it has your favor that we uh, work together in this way and help more Christians to, to work together for 
the truth of your word in the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Ken, thank you so much for leading a life that is, is an example to, to so many of just faithfulness. And I think that's the biggest thing that I, I take away is I learn so much is God help more people to just be faithful through the battles that you've been through, through the thick and thin, and say, man, I'm looking under the author and finisher of my faith all the way. So thank you. And I'm glad you're not done yet. Hey. Thanks, Eric. And remember, this life is nothing compared to eternity. So what's more important? There's nothing more important than thinking about eternal things and doing things for the Lord. Uh, you know, it, my mother drummed into us. It's only what's done for Jesus that lasts. And I've been reminded of that all my life. And the other thing is, she always said, God first, others second, yourself last. Uh, put away that sin of pride and put God first and put others second, yourself last. And remember, it's only that what's done for Jesus at last. There it is. Wow. Great words to live by. Thank you for taking time with us today. God bless the work that you guys do. And uh, wow, I can't wait to see what happens in 2024 with Answers in Genesis. It's, uh, I never would have thought 20 years ago, this is where you guys would be. So excited about how God keeps using you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Eric. Every Christian needs to be challenged and encouraged to share their faith. And that's exactly what our friends over at livingwaters.com do every single day. Their podcast, the Living Waters podcast, is hands down the best podcast in the world. Joining me to talk about their last year in ministry are, are our friends from livingwaters.com, Ray Comfort, Emil Zwayne, and Mark Spence. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me today. On a nice introduction. Thank you. Give him a round of applause. Yeah, with, with that introduction, you just increased my humility. Thank you, Eric. Oh. Modesty. No, you guys, I, I the podcast you guys do is hands down the best podcast in the world. I, I've binged, listened just in the last couple of weeks to probably 12 episodes in two weeks. So like I'm going back through the old ones now and I'm really, really enjoying uh, the banter, the conversation, the encouragement, and the education and enlightenment on things such as aliens. It's been interesting. <laughs> Who is your favorite host? Wow. Uh, wow. You don't I, ask obvious questions. I don't, don't. I'm, I'm doing the audio version, so I only go based on audio. And uh, Which yeah, one you guys has the best on, voice, Eric? You guys pick on each other a lot. I, very, I did not realize the variety easy in your voice. I didn't realize how many different aspects of the Emil Zwayne voice there is. And yeah. it's Result all the way from Emil up Zwayne here. face, Eric. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my many hidden talents. Browns? <laughs> uh, hey, you really listen you guys, seriously? Oh, it's, it, I'm not joking. It is the best Christian podcast in the world. I mean, I, I listen to Albert Moeller. I listen to so many, but the Living Waters podcast is by far the best podcast in there. I'm not just saying that because you guys are my friends and you're on here. It really is. You guys do it. I love how much time you spend on that. I mean, I was going to say the Creation Today show was the best, but obviously compared <laughs> to you guys, it's oh, not. Please, Eric, stop, stop. <laughs> stop. More, no more. Thank you, hey, bro. I just That's so, encouraging so you guys know, really. I owe a lot to Living Waters. I was, as you guys know, raised in the church, became the product of the church environment. It wasn't until my 20s that I came across Hell's Best Kept Secret. The message now that you guys have heard thousands of times, and I've heard several hundred times, but it was watching that four times in a row the very first time that I heard it that I repented and trusted and really trusted in Christ on his terms, repented and trusted him 
and was truly born again. So thank you guys for standing on the authority of God's word and just what you guys do day in and out and the, the, the products that you create. And that like, I, this is my Bible right here on stage every time given to me by none other than Ray Comfort and uh, the Evidence Study Bible. Uh, I, I, I'm very, very indebted to you guys as, uh, as leaders in ministry. Hey, I'd love to ask you guys, what's been going on in 2023? What'd you guys do? Nothing much. Nah, just sat around, <laughs> harassed each other, basically. We went to London. Let's go. Heard about that. London yeah. For the coronation, and we had an outreach there. We printed, uh, was it 16 million gospel tracts? Well, I can't just kind of throw that in, kind of a million, 16 million, yeah. million <laughs> gospel tracts. No big deal, little about 16 million. Yeah. What, and you had a good time. Was on? that the largest outreach that we know of, like worldwide? Like, was single outreach? 22,000 people on that one day gathered together to give out tracks. So it was a wonderful opportunity. Yeah, all around the world. So we, we had a team go to London. Of course, they were there, there during the coronation. But then we had people in countries all over doing it uh, as well. And uh, one of the most encouraging things, I think, Mark, you or Oscar talked about, I can't remember, but uh, one of the people on the team said they couldn't round a corner without seeing people there giving out our gospel tracts, you know, and that was just such a thrill to think. And it's cool because, you know, people are coming from all over the world and, and we're giving them the gospel there in that one location. So that was, yeah, you know, it was single-handedly the, the best event outreach that I've ever been a part of. And I remember uh, telling Ray inside of Daniel's office that I don't think this thing's going to work. This is just a another one of your harebrained ideas that you get at two in the morning. Uh, can we just move on to something else that'll make sense? But uh, that's kind of what Ray does, right? He doesn't make sense ever. Even when he speaks, the next thing he says something won't make any sense. Just yeah, you won't understand Watch. a word. Why? Hold on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was one of those ideas in it. It was absolutely amazing. It was a home run out of the park and seeing people come together and praying for people, each other, uh, cross-denominational handing out gospel tracts, being equipped and inspired, hitting the streets, people that went out there all by themselves without a group of people, uh, without their spouses, without the, uh, the support of their local church and just saying, I need to do something. Nobody's doing anything. And you guys have pushed me out onto the front lines. I've never been a part of anything like this. I don't know what I'm doing, but here I am. And I was like, Lord, person after person, testimony after testimony. Yeah, and another exciting thing, Eric, in connection with that, related to it, uh, that we've been doing in 2023 is planning for another similar type outreach in 2024, and that's, of course, the Paris Olympics coming up. Yeah. And so, wow. uh, yeah, I mean, again, after after London, we got the bug, and we're like, <laughs> we need to keep doing this. So the Olympics, more international, right? People coming to celebrate their countries from all over the planet. So we're excited about that. And don't we have a... A bill? Yeah, we've, we've got three or four different uh, million dollar bills. Well, they're different countries. This is a Euro. But the exciting thing is that Brad Snow, our genius graphic artist, put a barcode on it. So when you run, is it barcode? Yeah. Yeah. Someone runs their phone over it, the gospel on the track turns into their own language on the phone. Like over, 60, languages. over 60 languages. Yeah. Over 60 Thanks for activating languages. your camera, by the way, if you're selling more. Oh, yeah. I So did you catch that, Eric? It's crazy. When you do the QR code, it recognizes what your phone's language is, and it converts the gospel into that language of that person. 65. Oh, no, I crazy that was a much better explanation wow 65 <laughs> languages so that's a lot easier than printing 65 versions of your million dollar bill in 65 no. languages yeah so it's got the tract in english on it 
uh, but then you do the QR code and it can translate it. You know, a lot of people obviously read and speak English, but then they want it in their specific language, they can get it. The uh, Euro, we've got the American bill, we've got the down under bill. The British bill. And then the British? Mm -hmm. Oh, and then the, yeah, British. Pound. Pound. Yeah. Pound. Yeah. And then British well, a phenomenal job. Yeah. yeah. That is amazing. It'd be a shame if he ever came to work for a creation organization. Hey, um, <laughs> try it. As we look back in 2023, by the way, Florida is great. There's a lot of people leaving California right now. You guys know that, right? So yes, yeah, it's really Sh good. Shirking the responsibility to be light in the darkness. Yeah, way to go, way to go, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> so as you guys look back on 2023, uh, you guys had a huge outreach in London, planning for another one in 2024. Uh, what else as you guys look back? Do you go, wow, God? I mean, obviously the podcast, I'd love to know kind of what are you guys seeing from that? The YouTube channel, what are you guys seeing that? Give me some more updates on what God has done and how how God has really expanded your reach in 2023. Well, we're blown away with the YouTube channel. We couldn't have uh, believed that we could have such a massive reach so simply. You know, you go back 40, 50 years, if you want to reach a group of unsaved people, you, you combine churches together in, a, in an auditorium or a Coliseum or whatever, it take two years to get it. It's like herding cats, getting churches to agree with each other. To, and it costs millions of dollars. But now we're just with a click of a button can reach literally millions with the gospel. So we just passed, what, 268 million with our YouTube channel. Yeah, coming, coming, getting closer and closer to a million and a half subs. And we've got another channel too, which has got uh, uh, views. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's, uh, Ray started another channel called Just Witnessing, and it's just witnessing clips with Ray, and I think we're over 130,000 subs That's, on that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then, of course, our Spanish outreach that we have, uh, Living Waters Espanol, that YouTube channel has now uh, over 360,000 subs, millions of views, and uh, a lot of our movies and videos that have been popular on the English YouTube channel uh, have been dubbed. So it's not just subtitles it's actual voice actors yeah. doing what's called lip synchronization where it almost looks like they're speaking spanish yeah and then we have our hindi youtube channel yeah we just started a hindi youtube channel i mean hindi is obviously one of the most spoken languages in the world when you consider the population of india so i come on and i talk like this <laughs> ray do a german accent <laughs> well, I, I thank you very much easy do a chinese accent uh, very much thank you so much sir thank you i can't That's even, right, and, accent. yeah so so yeah, we got that. Oh, another exciting thing, Mark, the podcast, like we talked about, uh, one of the top podcasts in the world now. Um, we've been blown away by just the favor God has given us. When we started it, the thing we said on the very first one is we have no idea what we're doing. And we confirmed it. That became our tagline at the end of every episode. Now our new tagline is uh, the ultimate cure for insomnia. Yes. Nice, Mark. On cue. And then, uh, so, so anyone watching can check that out. Uh, just, you know, any platform, uh, it's pretty much on all the main platforms. But another exciting thing, Mark, if you want to fill Eric in on that, was the What Is It movie. Oh, yes. <laughs> wow. The most exciting wow. thing we've ever done. No. <laughs> Uh, we have our pro-life film, right? It came out. It's called What Is It? It is available on our YouTube channel, our main channel there. And I think we just passed 300,000 views yeah. on that, uh, which is like nothing compared to the videos that Ray typically produces, <laughs> but uh, we're really grateful where we answer objections, the common objections that uh, the pro board uh, people will come up with. We answer them. And then uh, we also deal with uh, philosophy, science, and theology in uh, dealing with the, the abortion topic. Yeah. And, and, and that was a project that was years in the making, right? That yes. one you guys worked we, on. We came up with that during COVID. Yeah. When just bored, not able to go out, but deciding to go out and hit the streets in Huntington Beach. 
And uh, yeah, yeah. and we, we've been going to, to some of the larger churches and showing the movie. Uh, and then the pastor will interview us. So we're available to do that. Mark and I have a few coming up that we're going to go to. Uh, so if anyone's interested in that, we'd love to come to your church if, if it works in the schedule and show the movie to the congregation and do an interview and talk about it. The thing about the movie that I love is it really gives very uh, cogent and precise answers to a lot of the questions that, that people will ask or, or the objections they'll have on the issue. Mark did a great job. It was really his brainchild. Ray and I are in it, but uh, it, it just, it's phenomenal in terms of giving answers uh, that, that are that are powerful and then also the gospels in it as well, of course. Answers and Exodus. You guys have all been in in, uh, in ministry for quite a long time, uh, especially Ray. What what is it that you see needed as we move into the future? And then I just uh, after this, I just want to ask you guys to pray for us as we enter twenty twenty four. What what does what do we need more of in ministry uh, as we as we move to the future? Uh, <clears throat> a deeper concern for the lost, and and realize that politics are powerful, but the gospel transforms the heart and makes someone. One man, one woman with marriage, pro-life instantly and grants them peace with God and everlasting life, which is a big problem humanity has. They're heading to hell, and we tend to have uh, forgotten that much of the church. So we exist as a ministry to equip uh, Christians to share their faith. And can I mention a couple of these books? Please do. Probably wonder why they're sitting here. Yeah, right. um, I make nothing from sales of books through Living Waters. But this, this is a series, The Beatles, God in the Bible, Hitler, God in the Bible, and Einstein, God in the Bible. And each of these has been written to reach the lost. That's why they've been written. It's a pack. Thanks, Mark. Um, and these other books here, these are humorous books, 101 Things Husbands Do to Annoy Their Wives, 101 of the Dumbest Things People Have Done, with the easiest picture on the front, oh and 101 Things Dogs Do to Annoy Their Owners. And again, they all contain the gospel. One thing that grieved me over the years is I'd read Christian books about like Wesley and Moody and things like that. And the whole book, you get to the other end, the gospel wasn't even mentioned. And I'd write wow. to the publishers and say, how could you do a biography on a man of God who lived for the gospel and leave the gospel out of his biography? And so I determined to always have the gospel in our publication. So these are great Christmas gifts. Give someone a box of chocolates and a Christian book with a gospel in it, and they're going to enjoy it. And yeah. yeah but ah, the evidence Bible. Evidence. Yeah. Study. study. And Eric, study uh, just so you know real quick, raised books also double as earrings. Uh, or as nice. if your earlobes are big enough, yeah. they can be plugged as well. Uh, Eric, can I take just like 30 seconds and highlight just you have a list of the, the different things we're doing? I would uh, love yeah. to hear that. And that's that's the goal of this is just we, we so appreciate everything you guys are doing really to lead the way for so many other ministries uh, to follow after. So it's it's yeah. yes. Yeah. So be on the lookout for our new uh, Way the Master TV season that's going to be releasing season nine. Mark and I and our, and our team went to uh, the South Pacific and we filmed for season 10. We went to six countries in the South Pacific, went back to New Zealand, traced Ray's footsteps, very small ones. And then um, we have uh, our Ambassadors Academy where people can get equipped uh, in, in, in how to evangelize. They come out here, we do classroom time, and we take them out on the streets. Uh, we've got Living Waters TV that'll be coming out soon. Be on the lookout for that. It, it has a host of things, Way the Master TV, uh, episodes, the, the podcast will be on there with us on video, special uh, uh, sneak preview on those, uh, Living Waters movies, evangelism videos, stuff like that. Uh, I have a new book coming out, Fight Like a Man, A Bold Biblical Battle Plan for Personal Purity, a book uh, on sexual purity for men. That'll be coming out in September of 2024. Be able to look out for that. Uh, check out the Bible Bee that I host as well. Uh, just look it up. 
you'll be blown away by these kids that memorize scripture. Bunch of raised new books, we talked about those. And um, Mark and I are available to speak at churches. If you guys would like to come, Ray doesn't speak anymore. He lost his voice. No. We'll speak in his place. So yeah, those are some of the things going on. And uh, we'd love to serve you in any way we can. That is truly Dream amazing. amazing. That, did you like that? Very dramatic. Oh, I think I fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> that was a long list. I'm not sure the whole thing made it through the edit, but whatever you guys <laughs> did here, uh, hope, you, hope you enjoyed that update from Living Waters. Hey, as we go into 2024, uh, I would love to just uh, invite you guys to pray not only for us, but for ministries and for what people are doing. Uh, the Every aspect of ministry from, from leadership all the way down to uh, uh, I should say over to, it's not a down thing, over to uh, people that aren't involved in ministry, but they want to do something. So uh, could I invite each one of you to just spend a little bit of time in prayer for us as we enter 2024 uh, to encourage us and to go to God? I, he was, I believe it was Ian Bounds. Is he the one who said four things let us ever keep in mind? God hears prayers, God heeds prayers, God answers prayer, and God delivers by prayer. So uh yeah. To all of those, I, I want to spend time and watch and pray to not just watch what God has done and what he is doing, but to pray and to say, God, we know that we can't do this without you. So, yeah. So, Ray, remember, uh, you're going to pray for the lost. Yes. You know that? Mm -hmm. for, Mark, you know what you're praying for? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I have to always help these guys. Yeah. The babysitter. Yep. <laughs> well, all right. Why don't you guys lead us uh, uh, in prayer and for 2024? Mark, you want to open and then... <laughs> Oh, Ray, 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 open. Father, <laughs> before you start, <laughs> I love it that God is a good God and loves humor. Oh, yeah. I oh, love man. God, you're good. And he Made Ray comfort. <laughs> Father, our heart breaks for the ungodly. We look at the mess that the world's in and uh, we think of the literally billions that have never come to know you, still captive to the fear and power of death. We pray for your church, that slumbering giant, that uh, it will be raised up in 2024 and uh, have a burden to reach the lost, the burden that drove the Savior to the cross. Please give us wisdom, give us the will, give us the way, give us the uh, opportunities to speak to the ungodly, prepare their hearts, because we know without you we can do nothing. And our heart cries, uh, as with the prophet, oh, you'd rend, oh, you rend heavens and come down that the nations may tremble at your presence. We want this world to fear you, to love you, to serve you. So we cry out for them. Yeah. And we know that you're faithful to answer our prayers because we come to you in the righteousness of Christ and in Jesus' name. Yeah. Father, you say, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him come to you. You give freely, you give liberally. It's also been said, if you lack knowledge go to school but if you lack wisdom to get on your knees and we approach you we come to you and we look up we look up because everything we will ever need to reach the lost is delivered by you but we lack we lack the boldness we lack the courage help us to swallow our fears and to move forward that we would march forward on our knees and trust in you with the outcome and though we may be at times afraid or dismayed or, dismayed or discouraged, I, I pray that we would not be moved because you're not moved. May we realize that you are immovable and we would have our boldness in you. So help us to step out of the boat. 
onto the crashing sea and in a reverential way, we are able to mock the tumultuous storm that is around us. So do what you must do to receive the greatest amount of glory due to your name. For worthy is the lamb to receive the reward of his suffering. Give us that boldness and that courage to uh, speak forth the oracles as found inside your word. Give us the unction needed and help us never to stray from the simplicity that is found in the gospel that is found in Christ that is found inside your word. May we not try to win people over through many philosophical or man-made wisdom or ideas and stories that we think may be good of themselves, but Lord, the power is in the law to bring the knowledge of sin and the gospel is what saves. May we stand on those items, pointing people to Jesus Christ and him crucified. Mm -hmm. Father, we know that as leaders go, so goes the church. And we know that the enemy has a special hit list when it comes to leaders in the body of Christ. And so we pray for those leaders of the various ministries and churches that are seeking to honor you, Lord. We pray that you protect them from the lies of the enemy, that you protect them from greed, that you protect them from temptations in the arena of lust, that you protect them from pride, and that you would grant your people who are leading your people distinct holiness. As one Christian leader said, my people's greatest need is my personal holiness. So Lord, help us to remember that your grace, uh, which has appeared to all men, bringing salvation, teaches us to deny ungodliness and all worldly lust, to live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. I pray for authenticity among leaders, that there would be a genuine, close, intimate walk with you, Lord, that uh, the inner life, the, the prayer closet would be carefully attended to. And Father, that love would abound. Your word says in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. We pray that you would uh, prevent that from happening in, in the leaders of, of your people. Uh, we pray for uh, creation today, that you give Eric wisdom, protection as well, and vision and that his ministry would reach the world for your glory. Thank you for the partnership that we share. And we pray that you help us to continue to unite, share the gospel with the lost. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Uh, thank you guys for being leaders and for leading the way for so many people to share their faith. What an encouragement. Really thank appreciate you, it. Eric. Love you again. Love you, brother. Take care. Just go ahead and you pull your hand again. Well, recently on the show, you guys got to go on a tour of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., where Tim and David Barton shared with us the rich Christian heritage that America was founded on. Well, I am so grateful for the ministry of Wall Builders. It is a privilege to get an update on what they've been doing over this past year and how God has worked through them from their president, Tim Barton. Tim, thanks for joining me today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I love what you guys do. I have learned so much. I wish I had everything you guys talk about memorized. I can't tell you how many times I hear you guys quote the founding fathers and I'm going, oh, that's another good one. It's good. And I, I've got your Bible. I've got the, uh, the, the, the Bible you guys have produced and so many other resources. Uh, what has God been doing in, within and through Wall Builders over this last year? Man, it, it's been an incredible journey. Uh, I mean, Eric, you know, you know, sometimes we're just happy to be along for the ride as we see what God's doing. Uh, we know that that man makes his plans, but the Lord directs his steps. And we saw a lot of that this year. 
where every year we're trying to work to reintroduce people to some of the forgotten history and heroes of America. Uh, so this year, one of the things we did early on, uh, we released uh, at 20 or 21 uh, different bios on, on some of the heroes, some of the black heroes of American history. Uh, specifically, we've seen over the last year or two uh, the, the push of critical race theory being taught in schools. Uh, we obviously have even seen some major corporations promoting some of these really faulty, historically inaccurate narratives. Uh, following along the lines, unfortunately, of some of the 1619 projects, we were able to highlight some of these incredible heroes and contributors where if you go back to, for example, the American Revolution and, and you look at the people that were the most active in the revolution, well, the, the average American that fought in the revolution, they were enlisted for one term of service. And that would be six months to a year, depending on if they were in a militia or the Continental Army would determine their length of enlistment. But the average black soldier that fought in the revolution fought for seven terms of enlistment. So when wow. you come toward the end of the revolution, the most experienced, talented, soldiers, quite arguably speaking, were some of these black heroes and patriots, people that today we know nothing about. So part of what we try to do and just retelling the honest story of America is reintroducing people to some of the heroes that used to be celebrated in previous generations that we don't know today. And so in February, we were able to highlight some incredible black heroes of American history. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, Eric, as we study American history, we we recognize how the American story is such a melting pot where people came from so many different nations and different stories about how they got here, right? Some came when they were kids, some as adults, some maybe came as slaves on a slave ship, some came as free, but ultimately so many people from very different backgrounds, so much diversity that God used to do incredible things. And I, I think unfortunately, sometimes we even look back uh, at, at history through this lens of what group or category they were in and not recognizing that, for example, in February, when we celebrate black heroes, these aren't black heroes. These are American heroes who just happen yes. to be black because some of my favorite stories of American history are of some of these black heroes, a guy like a James Armistead, uh, a, a guy like a Harry Hoosier, John Morant, some really incredible people. But in February, we were able to highlight a lot of those. This coming February, we will roll out another series of biographies. And so for, for any parents and teachers out there that are trying to help their kids understand the truth, which the, the Bible tells us, I think it's Romans, where Paul said that you overcome the evil with the good. If we just knew the truth of American history, we'd be able to overcome so many of the lies that are being promoted today. But because so many people don't know the truth, we're not able to overcome the lies. Jesus told the disciples, you would know the truth. The truth will make you or set you free. And so we're trying to present that truth. Uh, we, we actually, in April, got to have the very first in-person pastor's briefing at the U.S. Capitol since before COVID. Uh, we were there in 2019, but then, uh, of course, COVID happened. And when, when the January 6th uh, situation happened in the Capitol, Nancy Pelosi was in charge of the Capitol building. She said, we, we can't let any American people back. It's too dangerous wow. for the normal Americans to come. But then when there was a, a change of leadership, uh, and Republicans were in charge. They opened the, uh, the basically the House and the Senate. They opened the Capitol back up and allowed people to come. And so we were able to once again in April host pastors' briefings there. During the summer, we were able to do teachers' conferences where we, we have a couple museums in Texas, and we brought teachers in and we 
really gave them a, a hands-on walk through American history to see the truth of history from original documents so that as we're having even conversations now, everything that we're going to talk about or everything I'm going to highlight from American history, these aren't things we're, we're speculating might have happened. We have the actual original documents from the people who were there writing about those events. And we walk teachers through that so they understand the truth of American history, which American history it, it's not the history of a perfect nation by any means, because we recognize from Scripture that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But instead, we recognize how a perfect God used imperfect people and did really amazing things with them in this nation. And that's part of what we show the teachers. We, we do college and high school programs throughout much of the summer. Uh, we were at universities. We were all over the nation doing conferences. I think my dad and I, uh, we had almost 500 events between the two of us. We wow. were in 32 states, uh, and, and we're two of several speakers, but we are the, the two really full-time speakers for wall builders. And so we were able to do so much training. You joined us this fall in September uh, at the pastor's briefing in September back in the Capitol. And actually, one of our good friends, Mike Johnson, uh, one of the, the people we've known for actually decades, uh, he came at the time. He was just, just a normal congressman. Uh, he came and was able to share with the pastors some of, of what he was trying to accomplish from his Christian worldview, ideological perspective, understanding and, and saying that also, that there's some people that, that hear this talk and they go, wait a second, right? That sounds like a Christian nationalist. No, no, no. This is the founding father perspective where the founding fathers believed, as outlined in the Declaration, that there was a divine creator, a God. And God gave rights to man, and, and that's what we know is our inalienable rights, the, the right of, of religious freedom, right? The, the right of speech, the, the right to peaceably assemble, the right to defend ourselves, the right of private property. Those are all things that we recognize as God-given rights and the role of the government is to secure those God-given rights. That used to be a very basic thought and understanding about the American culture, the American system of government. Uh, and today, for people that, that seem to believe that there's a God and that he's upheld a standard of right and wrong, the laws of nature and nature's God, if you believe in divine revelation, where God reveals himself through creation, God reveals himself through his word, then today people might call you a Christian nationalist, which is just a super silly accusation where they're trying to shut people down. They're trying to cancel people. But Mike Johnson actually came and, and spoke at our pastor's briefing in September, and then I mean, right, almost like a miracle of miracles is answered a prayer. He is elected as the Speaker of the House, and he is bringing that ideology and worldview to leadership in Washington, D.C., uh, and, and we've been able to have conversations with them. We've, we've continued to do things with them, and so God has opened so many doors. We're, we're in the middle right now of some new writing projects where we're going to— uh, we, we came out a couple of years ago with a book called The American Story, and it was called The American Story, The Beginnings, and we go from Christopher Columbus roughly— to the ending of slavery in America. Well, this is the second installment of that. And, and we're backing up to George Washington becoming president. And we're going to expand that story a little bit more, talk about some of the early presidents in America, what, what that uh, American foundation was built on. And so this one is uh, American story, building the Republic, and it will be hopefully out uh, at the beginning of this next year. And, and so God has, God has continued to open doors for us where we can continue to help educate, encourage, uh, and even activate Christians, recognizing that uh, because we live in a republic where we the people are in charge, if, if we don't bring light to these different arenas, if we don't bring light into like salt and light, right in that perspective, we're not going to be salt and light 
in the governmental or political arena, then all we can expect is darkness because darkness is just the absence of light, right? Darkness is not an entity in and of itself. Darkness is the lack of something good that is there. And so if we're not going to be salt and light in that arena, we can't expect it to go well or go the right direction as the founding fathers had initially laid out the foundation of America. And so God's opened up so many cool doors for us, continues to open doors for us. And we're continuing to try to, to do research and writing and tell more and more stories to educate and inform Americans about really what made this nation unique and significant when uh, people know the slogan, make America great again. But what we'd point out is if you don't know what made America great in the first place, you can't make her great again. And the Bible wow. very clearly says that righteousness is what exalts a nation. So what made this nation different than any other nation is we had leaders that pursued righteousness really more than leaders in any other nation. And we laid a foundation where we were building on a biblical standard, a biblical morality, biblical principles more than any other nation. And it wasn't always perfect. We definitely had presidents who went a very wrong direction. We definitely had leaders who did some evil at times, but but more than any other nation, just very similar to the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, right? When, when you had the right kind of leaders, then you enjoyed God's blessings. And when you had the wrong kind of leaders, then you dealt with some pretty significant consequences of rejecting God's standards and ways. And we're trying to point people back to this understanding that what has made America the most free, stable, prosperous nation in the history of the world was the biblical foundation, because we know God's ways work every time. And the more secular we have become, and especially over the last couple of decades, this is very evident, we're becoming a very secular nation. The more secular we become, the more we reject God's standards and principles, the more our nation will suffer and struggle and will go the way that every other nation in the history of the world has gone, which is why it's so important for Christians to relearn what the Bible teaches, to apply those biblical principles in their own life for their own family, and then take those principles and apply them for the nation so we can restore that biblical foundation and once again, enjoy God's blessings. You know what Dave Ramsey is to finances, wall builders is to our American heritage and it being a Christian godly heritage. I'm consistently amazed at what you guys do. Taking a tour of the Capitol with you and your father was one of the top highlights of my year. And I too get to travel all over the place. That was by far one of the best experiences I've had awesome. this year. Um, and I'm, I'm amazed that you guys put that on for pastors for free. You just ask the pastors to register and come. And I, I just want to encourage those that are watching before I ask you to pray, please get your pastor in tune, connected with wall builders. They have resources that will help them in their sermon prep, and they're talking about America on multiple different places. So please get your pastors connected with wall builders. Um, can you tell them how they should do that? Because you guys have so much that's available to pastors. And then after that, would you would you just pray for us as individuals, as citizens of this great country, and then over our country to be who God has called us to be and do exactly what you've, what you've just outlined there. Yeah, absolutely. So we're actually rolling out with a new website, and it's going to be so much easier for, for people to, to kind of find the resources they're looking for, because we're going to have a, a section for churches, uh, a section for schools and education, a section for government and politics. And so what do you want to know about it? And, and we want to help connect people. And so if you go to that, that church section, you can actually be able to scroll down and find information for pastors. And, and what, what do we have that we can help pastors with that, to understand some of the truth of American history, but also uh, resources that we want to be able to help them throughout the year with different conferences that we're hosting, places we're speaking, 
There's a lot we want to do, especially we recognize that the most important thing in any nation is the church, right? Just like the most important thing arguably in society is the family. Well, the most important thing in a nation is a church because it, it provides the stability, the moral fabric and foundation. And if we don't have healthy churches in America, we won't have a healthy nation. Now, this is true, by the way, whether you're in Germany or Japan or, right, you, I mean, you pick a nation, the stronger and the healthier the church is, the healthier the nation will be because they will be that moral compass for the nation. And, and that's really what we are encouraging churches to rise up and continue to be that moral compass. And uh, wallbuilders.com is a great place to go. We're all over social media. We have a daily radio program and podcast. There's so many resources there, but wallbuilders.com is the easy one-stop place to go to find out more. Awesome. Pray over us and over this next year, 2024, there's so much that could happen. We got a big election year. There's so many things going on. And I just, I find myself just begging God for his grace and mercy that's yeah. why many times we thinking we don't deserve it. So please <laughs> yeah. pray as yeah. God uh, as God leads you. Well, God, we thank you so much that that we have the privilege and opportunity to come before you to present our requests and need. Jesus, we we know you told us that that the Father already knows what we need before we even ask, and yet we've been told that we we should ask, we should seek, we could we should knock, knowing that that when we knock, the door is open. When when we ask, we receive. When we seek, we find. And so, God, we come presenting our request to you, knowing that this is what we've been called to do. God, knowing that you are a great God. You are so faithful. You are so loving. You are so merciful and gracious. And you're a God of justice. You're a God of holiness as well. And God, we are looking to you as, as we look for the future and, and, and where you're going to lead us in the future, what you would have us do, God, with with the ministries and the organizations that you've called us to, even God, for the people that are listening and watching right now, God, for what you're doing in their life and their family, God, we look to you to be our leader in the future, to God, to guide us, Holy Spirit, that you would lead and guide and direct us, that you would make the, plat, the, the path that you have called us to walk on plain in front of us. God, that, that you would help us, Holy Spirit, you would even, even convict us that we know at, at times what we should be doing and sometimes we just struggle. God, give us the conviction to walk forward in what you've called us to do. And God, give us the confidence to, to, to not walk in worry. Jesus, where you told us that we shouldn't worry about anything, but instead we should seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God, let us not be distracted by what's happening around us, but let us be the ones that are faithful to do what you've called us to do. That when you return, we might hear the well done, good and faithful God, that we're not going to be sidetracked. We're not going to be distracted. We're going to be faithful to the calling. God, faithful in our relationships, faithful in our family, faithful in every detail of every aspect of what you would lead us to do. And God, we ask right now also that you would intervene on behalf of this nation. God, knowing that, that you are the one who can raise a nation up. You're the one who can tear a nation down. You are the sovereign in charge of it all. And God, we ask that you would have patience on America. God, that you would stir in the hearts and minds of your people that are here. God, that, that you would challenge them. We, we know the scripture tells us that if your people who are called by your name would humble themselves and pray, that they would seek your face, it would turn from their sins. God, I ask that you would challenge those that know you to do those things. Holy Spirit, that you would convict us to do those things. God, that, that you would be patient with America, giving us grace and mercy. God, not giving us what we deserve, as every nation, as every every people group deserves so much judgment, but God, in, in your mercy, in your faithfulness, in your love, God, grant us an opportunity, grant us time, and God, we ask that you would move, and, and God, not just granting us time and patience, 
but God, granting us the move of your spirit, that that revival, that reformation would come to America. God, that there would be an awakening where people would awaken to truth, awaken to righteousness, awaken to morality, and God, that we would not be confused about things that should not be confusing. We would not be confused about what a boy and a girl is. We would not be confused about what an unborn child is, but God, that we would have clarity, that truth would prevail, and God, that righteousness would be restored. We know these are not too much to ask for you, because we know what is impossible with man is possible with God. And God, we turn this over to you. We ask you would lead and guide and direct all we do going forward. And may your hand continue to be upon us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tim, thank you for taking time with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You know, many today want to know God in their own way. But the only way to know God in your own way is to make a God in your own way image. Guys, it is so important to know the truth of who God is on his terms, not our terms. That's why I'm so, so, so thankful for the ministry of gotquestions.org. It was founding, founded in 2002 and is still run by its founder and its president, Shea Hoodman. He's joining me now to give us an update on what God has been doing with gotquestions.org over this last year in 2023, and then to pray for us. Shay, thanks for joining me today, buddy. Eric, thanks again for having me. It's great to see you. Uh, good to see you too. And I am still, I mean, I don't know how many years I've been using your website, gotquestions.org. I am still amazed every time when I think of a question, I go and I'm like, okay, I got a Bible question. And I run over to gotquestions.org and go, okay, I wonder what Shay and his team has written on this subject because you cover everything. Can you give me the the 60 seconds on the background of what you what you guys have done with gotquestions.org? I'm sure most people know about you because you're all over on the internet, but can you tell us about it real quick? Sure, of course. I mean, you mentioned that we launched the website in February of 2002. So we're approaching our 22nd anniversary or coming up, um, started, simple idea. I just wanted to provide a place where anyone who has a Bible question, haven't we all at various time in our Christian lives, we're studying the Bible or we hear a message from a pastor or talk conversation with a friend and like, I don't know what the person's talking about, or I don't know what the answer to that question is. So a simple place where some people could come find an answer to any spiritual related question they have. But God took this simple idea and exploded it. So over the past 20 years, we've had the privilege of watching God take God questions and grow into one of the most frequently visited Christian websites in the world. To give you an idea, October of this year is actually our busiest month ever. We had over 20 million visitors to the website just in October of 2023. So that's amazing. Um, Translated into 200 languages. It's all over the world. Uh, 40% of our traffic is outside the U.S. If you think back to what was going on in October, the conflict that broke out in Israel, but that was driving a lot of our traffic. So those people search for, um, is what's happening in Israel a sign of the end times? Or should Christians support the nation of Israel? Those type of questions. But then they read those articles and then they continue exploring the site and find other articles, articles about creationism, articles about the gospel, people coming to faith in Christ. So um, I, I love what I do. I got questions. It's amazing to t- see what God has done uh, to take them. Um, they got questions and explode it far beyond anything we could ask or imagine. 
I am, I, like I said, say I'm blown away. And just hearing that, I hadn't heard this update. That is amazing. I, I dare say probably every single YouTube, Christian YouTuber out there or person who's trying to teach and trying to go on camera and they're, they're giving you some kind of apologetic or things like that, they're, they're probably getting a lot of their information from stuff you guys have written on gotquestions.org because it's such a powerful website. Do you remember, I, I could look it up, I think you guys have it in the corner, how many questions you guys, Bible questions you guys have answered? 270-some oh, wow. thousand? No, it's um, over the 20 years, we're approaching 800,000 in terms of the questions that people have actually personally submitted to us and responded with the answer now. But And now um, in English, over 9,000 frequently asked questions on the website. And that's the way the vast majority of people interact with us is, is going to Google, searching for something. And praise God, um, all other ministries, some are having trouble with Google. Um, Google, for whatever reason, is still ranking gotquestions.org articles very highly. So we thank the Lord for that. And um, God has got questions in the position it is for such a time as this. What what does it take to run Got Questions? When you think of the team and the manpower, uh, when I think of that many visitors, I'm 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 going respectively thinking here. It's like you have a team of people that has been able to do. It's like the Navy SEALs of of the military, you of 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 Christianity. It's a it's a relatively small team, and I know you got a lot of people that have helped answer questions. But what does it actually take to run GotQuestions.org? God has grown gotquestions.org slowly but surely over the years. We're um, actually hiring our 12th full-time employee in January. And then beyond that, um, dozens of contractors, people helping us do video translations, writing articles for us. And then we have a team of 200 volunteers who help us answer all the questions that people personally submit to us. So there are literally hundreds of people involved in producing the answers for gotquestions.org on a regular basis. And when you think of that, I mean, if we if you just aimed high and said a thousand people total reaching 20 million in October, what an organization to be a part of and to get behind. Uh, I don't shy away from this at all, guys. You know that I love it when you support great ministries. And if you don't have yet gotquestions.org as part of your monthly budget for supporting ministries, can I please encourage you to do that? It is so important. And the answers they give are biblical. And I'm so appreciative that they they're you guys are part of our searchcreation.org. I index answers in Genesis and all these different websites to try to give people answers. And gotquestions.org comes up at the top of the list all the time for questions that I search on our search engine. So I'm a search engine that's searching your search engine. Anyway, I don't know how all that works, but uh I I love what you've done and the 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 humility with which God has given you to raise you up to accomplish things that are just amazing for such a time as this when there's so many people having questions. Well, Eric, well, thank, you for that. thank you for that encouragement. And let me encourage you right back that while Got Questions is very broad, I mean, we answer questions about everything. I also greatly appreciate ministries like yours, laser focused on creationism, because if you, you get the beginning wrong, that has serious implications on everything else. So um, I know God's using creation today and the other websites of the ministries that you guys run in amazing ways as well. So I, I, I'm thankful for our, our partnership in the body of Christ and um, God calling different ministries to different focus, um, and God's using them all. So praise him for that. 
Amen and amen. And thank you for those kind words, because I, I agree. I think it's so critical to have that foundation. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. But I, I love this. I love people getting the big picture. What is God doing throughout Christianity around the world online? And so hearing from people like you and, and just getting encouraged. There's people in different parts of the world where I'm sure uh, in their neighborhood, they feel like they're the only one. And over here in, in this subdivision and in, the, in this apartment complex and, and in my little part of the country, in my town, and it can feel very lonely. And, and guys, I just want you to know, you are not alone. There are organizations, there are ministries that are really trying to help people around the world and partner with other Christians to help people around the world know who God is and what he wants for our, our lives. Any, uh, as you guys move forward to 2024, I have no idea what it would take to vision cast for gotquestions.org. It's like, okay, we're, we're at 9,000. Should we do more? <laughs> like, but do you guys, what do you guys think of when you think of the future of what you're doing? But immediate future, 2024, it's kind of going to be the year of um, international video in the sense of um, our YouTube channel has been built up. We've got um, a good number of subscribers to it in English, but we're also really pushing translated versions of our videos or even video versions of our translated content. So we've got um, probably the top 20 world languages that we really want to have at least like 100 videos online in each of these different channels because people are searching YouTube in languages beyond Engl English. So people around the world, we found there's a few languages where even in terms of them visiting got questions or reading the content, there's not that much interest, but you put up a video on YouTube, tons of views because they're a much more um, audio-based culture than they are a um, reading culture. So just recognizing the needs around the world and trying to meet that. YouTube is a huge need. Video is definitely where a lot of people are going for searches. YouTube is the number two search engine in the world after Google. So everything that's going on, it got questions, it's still going to be going. We're still going to be writing articles, answering questions. But uh, 2024, we're especially going to focus on getting the message out via video. That is exciting. What a blessing to hear. <laughs> hey, could you could you pray for us as we go into 2024? Pray specifically with what, with what you do. I mean, pray that people find the truth. Could I ask you to pray specifically for that, that, that people... God will continue to do his work. We know he will, that people will discover the truth and God will continue to open their eyes. And you, as you pray for us in 2024, and as you pray for ministry and, and, and the different ministries that take place, you uh, hit that as well. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. So Father God, um, the spirit of what Eric's talking about this morning, um, we thank you. We praise you for how you're using so many ministries around the world to impact the world for Christ. And thank you for... Um, internet-based ministries. We thank you for boots-on-the-ground ministries. Thank you for so many faithful servants who are just trying to get your word out. Thank you for uh, ministries that focus on creation. Thank you for the ministries that focus on other aspects of apologetics. Thank you for ministries that focus just on Bible teaching and theology. Thank you for how you're using all of them. Lord, we pray as we enter 2024 that we'd be in tune with you, that we'd listen to your heart, that we'd seek your will that we would follow you um, as you lead. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your guidance. Lord, we dedicate us, the ministries you've called us to, our hearts, our families, to you, Lord. Ask that you would use us. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Shay, what a privilege to get an update from you, buddy. May God continue to bless the work that you do and may 2024 be an amazing year of video content in other languages around the world where people are getting answers. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Eric. My next guest is Kurt Blattman. He runs BibleApologetics.org, and I have so enjoyed his consistent, faithful devotionals, his writings over the last several years. I asked him to come on and share with us how 2023 has gone from his perspective in ministry, and then ask him specifically to pray for us as we enter 2024 and over the church. Mr. Blackman, thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here, Eric. I am amazed at your consistent ability to put out great devotional content day after day after day. Can you tell us what 2023 looked like for you? Maybe give us, give us a little background, but uh, tell us what 2023 in ministry was like for you before we pray for 2024. Sure. Well, back in uh, June of 2020, I started my website, BibleApologetics.org, and it's a daily devotional with an apologetic slant. And I've been putting out devotions ever since. I'm up to about 1,200 daily devotions. And in 2023, I've continued to post daily, and I've been really blessed by all the amazing people I've met on the internet through my website. And I've just recently branched out to doing apologetics conferences. I held my first one in Rhode Island, and I have two scheduled already in New Jersey and Pennsylvania for 2024, where I go and share all day Saturday and apologetics devotional, and then a bunch of different avenues to show why the Bible is our basic instructions before leaving earth and the most amazing book ever written. Wow. And by the way, I just want to mention for those of you watching, this is Mr. Blattman's third career. So he has two completely separate careers that he's done with, retired from, and this is his third career. And I dare say, uh, probably his best one yet, and now traveling and actually putting on seminars. That's amazing. What a testimony for us that that uh, that think that, hey, let me finish my career and then I'm done. It's like, man, you are somebody who has pioneered more and more things uh, as you go through life. So it's exciting for me. Um, have, ha has there been anything in 2023 that stands out or a devotional that stands out that got a lot of attention that you go, man, this one really hit home, or this subject, every time I talk about this or write about this, this subject really hits home. Is there anything like that that stands out to you over the last year? I would say my devotions on creation evolution. I've done about 40 of them on my website, and every time I put one out, I get very good feedback because it's very hard to defend evolution. And creation has so many avenues and arguments to show why it makes so much more sense than the evolutionary mantra of nobody times nothing equals everything. And you put it so simply and so succinctly. Uh, wow. Well, thank you for the ministry that you do. Um, I would love it if you would pray in the new year and pray in 2024. And if, if you'd be okay, I would love for you to pray specifically for the spiritual growth of the church. Your devotionals are something that remind me of the, of, the, of the discipleship that needs to happen. And I feel like many times 
people are evangelizing, the church is evangelizing, but there's a lot going on. And sometimes man, we're just trying to keep up with, you know, trying to keep people from getting divorced, trying to keep kids from rebelling against parents and, and doing all the bad things. And, and yet what we need to do is swing the pendulum far enough where we're actually being devotional and, and, and discipled uh, to Christ. So I would love for you to pray for the spiritual growth of the church. Uh, it is still God's A plan. There's no other plan. He doesn't have a plan B. So we have to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. So could I ask you to just pray you in are. the 2024 and pray for the spiritual growth of the church and along with anything else you feel led to pray about? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the privilege to come before your throne of grace and lift up our thanksgiving because you are an awesome God, deserving of all praise, glory, and adoration, Lord. And we pray now specifically for your church, that it would grow stronger in 2024. It would stay sound doctrinally. We would never negotiate away the truth of the scriptures. We would continually seek after Jesus every single day. Give us a hunger and thirst to read your word, to witness to others about the goodness of Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be like the Bereans, to study your word carefully, Lord. Help us, Lord, to have a hunger and thirst after righteousness. Help us to find good accountability partners and good mentors that will help us stay strong in the Lord. And most of all, give us the desire to lift up the name of Jesus wherever we go. We thank you and praise you in your holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Mr. Blyman, thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for praying for us. And for those of you that want to be encouraged, man, can I encourage you? Go to BibleApologetics.org and actually read these devotionals. Spend time each day understanding your purpose in life and how you are to live to glorify God. Mr. Blyman, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Eric. Have a great day. God bless. I was recently reintroduced to a young man named Daniel. Uh, an atheist that I had the opportunity to have a few conversations with several years ago. Very smart young man. He reached out to tell me just a few months ago that he is now a believer in Christ. And he has an amazing story to tell. So I thought I would end today's show by sharing with you Daniel's story. I was a passionate atheist. I thought that Christianity was not a good thing. I thought that it was anti-science and that it was anti-human, that Christians were essentially a death cult. So I thought that Christianity just was not a good thing, and I was passionately against it. Daniel was not just any atheist. He was an outspoken, aggressive, condescending, arrogant skeptic. I found you guys, I found uh, your debates and some of the presuppositional apologetics. And you guys were the first people that I saw that were actually taking it to the atheists and closing their mouths. Because of the sensitive nature of his job, Daniel thinks it's best to temporarily remain anonymous. I thought I would message you. I didn't think I'd ever hear anything from you because you're a pretty busy man but I figured why not, and lo and behold, you actually did end up responding. 
That response led to at least two calls together. And little did Daniel know, it wasn't us, but it was God that was at work in his life. I thought you were really charitable. I thought it was a good conversation. And I remembered that I was really happy that you talked to me. I thought that was awesome that you took the time and it made an impression that you did. And you actually talked to me at least twice. I think it was twice exactly, if I remember right. I was still perplexed afterwards. I didn't really fully understand the argument still. It wasn't until much, much later that I really understood. It was just so profound to realize that the world is actually a magical place. You know, that there is a being who is watching out for us and who loves us and who made us for a reason. I just realized that God had to be good. That's what I said to him. I said, I know that you're good and because you're good, I want to serve you. And I don't know what that means, but I want to give you my life. I just want to serve you. Today, Daniel is a passionate evangelist apologist through his new Twitter account. And you're going to love his screen name, Darwin to Jesus. Can I challenge you today? Would you prayerfully consider partnering with Creation Today to help us reach more people like Daniel? The Lord is not done bringing people to a saving faith, and together we can reach so many more people than we ever could alone. Thank you for your support. To everyone who has watched, to everyone who has prayed, thank you. May God bless you in 2024 as we continue to turn stumbling blocks into stepping stones on people's journey to know Christ. God bless.